Okay, hello. We talk about a lot of serious topics on this channel, but today we will talk about one of the most serious of all. This is a disease more contagious than any virus you've ever heard of, and it's far more lethal. Yes, I am talking about the dreaded small streamer syndrome. What keeps people in the mindset and reality of having no viewers and not attaining any of their goals? Today, we'll get into some of the common mistakes, and you probably know someone like this, or maybe you are someone like this, so we're going to cover all of the common mistakes that broadcasters make in this tier and what uh, some of the hilarious things they do uh, that just drive me up the wall, the crazy that I hear hundreds of times all the time. So before that, a couple of things real quick. Of course, if you like this channel, we cover all manner of business topics um, in the digital media space. Uh, toss it a subscription. I've seen a lot of you doing so uh, since I started saying this, so I really appreciate you doing it. And secondly, real quick, we are hiring. Uh, at uh, I run an agency called Novo TV, and I have work as video editors and as researchers. Um, the, all, the whole details will be in the link down below after you get past the initial links. Just um, click on that if you're interested in working with an agency in the gaming and uh, uh, the gaming space that, that we're hiring. So I'm looking for more people. Okay, without further ado, let's get into it. The most common mistakes that broadcasters make. Um, we will need a small broadcaster. We will need a very special tool for this. Yes, we will need at the height of technology. Come to save us all. Okay, we're going to number these. All right. Number one. Number one. Not necessarily the number one mistake because the number one mistake will be in a minute. It will be the last thing I say but this will be the first mistake that people make. And that is a catch-all category for freaking overthinking. How many of you know a person who does this? Um, and I think just not getting started, okay? I need to make all my social banners. <laughs> I need to make an info section. I need emotes. I need the first 30 scripts written for how specifically I will greet every viewer I get, okay? Overthinking is one of the number one things I see that will just cause people to not only fail, but also like literally just never get started. They, I, I, I get so many emails from people that are like, yeah, I'm thinking of starting my stream. I'm preparing in about three or four months. Like I'm going to do my first broadcast. Like I'm getting ready for it, setting things up. And it's like, what? D download OBS. Click recommended settings. Begin. Like, like, like title it. And there's a, there's a spiritual meaning underneath this, right? That's so much of when I, and I'm so passionate about this subject because I truly believe that everybody can be successful. But there are these sort of limiting factors in people's minds that I don't even think that they're conscious of that cause them not to be successful and they just churn in this lack of success over and over again. And this is probably going to be one of the most important talks I ever do in the context of this. Like, and, oh, and, it all starts with like overthinking. It all starts with this idea of like, why are you taking so long to do your thing? Right? Why, why does it take a month to set up a broadcast? If you have the internet connection and you have OBS, which is free that you can download, in, why is it not 15 minutes? Or at, at an absolute maximum, a couple of hours for you to start a stream, run it for two hours, play a game, and maybe it's terrible, but like what's actually happening 
is this idea of procrastination and this perfectionism that's making you like not start that YouTube channel, not start that business, not start that side hustle, that thing that you know you should be doing. And this overthinking thing is just a roundabout way of procrastinating your way around not actually doing something. And you know what? I, out of all the ones I'm going to mention today, actually fell to this one. When I first started broadcasting on Justin TV in like the beginning of 2012, one of my big things was I just like didn't start the stream. And I actually had a friend that told me, he's like, hey man, just run a broadcast. It was like the best advice I could have gotten. He's like, just start a stream. It doesn't matter how bad it is. Start a stream. You'll have zero viewers and it won't matter. Nobody will remember your mistakes. Like if you go sort by oldest on this channel, my videos are terrible, okay? And I also have a bunch of other channels that are just like channels that are dead now, long gone, that are also terrible. They're just just awful videos. I mean, just like abysmal videos. Some of the oldest videos on those channels are so bad. Nobody remembers them. Like everybody, no one's going to remember. Nobody cares as much as you think they care. So just getting started is like the number one mistake, like overthinking all of the stuff that just doesn't matter. And almost everything that I mentioned today will be some variation of this. So let's get into number two, okay? And that's I need equipment, okay? I'm not ready unless I have my SM7B, great microphone, by the way, um, RTX 1090, 290,000 ray tracing with six digital inputs, computers, AI, Tesla robot, and six consoles, okay? I am not ready until I have all this stuff. Um, the amount of dumbness that focuses around not having equipment as if it is some kind of limiting factor to the success of your brand or your business is crazy, okay? You do not need a super crazy setup to run a successful broadcast. There is so much data on this, and you need not look anywhere but anecdotally at people like XQC, who is farting into a microphone to 50,000 viewers, or Tyler One, who's screaming into a microphone that I think he might have picked up accidentally from Walmart that for, for $3, or he might have stolen it. I don't know. So there's a ton of people that are successful on Twitch and don't have these unbelievably crazy setups. I have a pretty good setup, yeah. And the reason is because I'm a hobbyist. I like spending money on stupid stuff that doesn't matter. So I like having a wireless Behringer mixer. I like having a Sony A6000 camera. I like having 80 different LED lights in a green screened painted wall because that's the kind of guy that I am. In the same way that you meet those weird people that are like a little bit too obsessive about cars. They're not planning to do anything with the car. It's not making them money necessarily, but it's just something that they really like to do. That's the kind of attitude that you should have towards equipment. You shouldn't treat it as this limiting factor of like, like, well, I can't run my stream until I get my Blue Yeti 9000. Like, you got a mic, dude? You got, you, have you got a, uh, have you got a, a headset with, a, with a, a bad signal on it? Run your show. Run, do, your, do your first YouTube video, right? It, it doesn't matter. Again, like, you will make so many mistakes along the way that it just doesn't matter. So I need better equipment is number two. And all of the stuff I'm mentioning today is based in probably, uh, I would say thousands of emails and comments and things that I've gotten over the years as uh, somehow I have accidentally fallen in to this pit that I can't crawl out of, that I, I am some kind of authority on uh, content creation and business generation. Oh God, it's horrible. I don't know how I got here. I can't climb out. I'm stuck in here. I live here now and you're here and you're stuck with me. So we might as well keep going. What's number three? Dumb drama. Oh my God. This is particularly bad with small Twitch streamers, okay? 
I got raided by X streamer and I didn't like it. Sad face, right? Ah, this streamer said something about me or my mod, okay? There are tons of small communities that just coming from like having built small streamer teams back over the years and being a part of these Discord communities, particularly on Discord, y'all waste so much time on dumb bullshit that doesn't matter about what he said, she said, some kind of drama about like raids or hosts, or this person ran the stream with this person and did this collab. This is particularly a thing with an IRL streamers, like small IRL streamers. Oh my God, super notorious for this, but all over the place, like the, like you worrying about, and like, I'm going to put this as a subcategory, worrying about competition. Okay. First of all, if you have five viewers and three of them are your mom and one of them is your dog and one of them is Commander Root, okay, and you're worrying about the seven viewer dude over in the Dark Souls category that is stealing your, like, you got to level up. This is not good, okay? Nobody at the top of their game cares about what another person is doing. The only people that you can compete with is your own people, yourself. That's the person that you compete with. That's the standard that you set yourself to, and that's the person that you deal with. You don't deal with any of this other BS. I'm, you should never be thinking, like, in business, I am never thinking about my rival agencies, ever. I'm never thinking about the people that are competing against me. I'm thinking about how to build the best product and how to deliver the most value. So many people are wasting so much mental juice on the, um, the, the dumb drama of this person said this thing and this person did this thing and you're spending hours worrying about this stuff instead of getting better at your craft. And this is loser level thinking at the core, my guy or girl. It is loser level thinking. Successful people do not think like this in any category. Successful people at the top of their game are only thinking about how to get better at it and they're not focusing on dumb drama. This is something that I feel a, a lot of people fall into and one of the mistakes that they make is they stick in this and they barely even know like how the hours are going by on Discord calls, on chat rooms, on dealing with this stuff. The, the, the number of times that I have confronted somebody that either doesn't like, but that's another thing people do is like, they get like this one person in my chat came in and said something mean, like my guy, if you're having this problem, uh, <laughs> get ready for when you have thousands of viewers and this happens at scale, the number of people like bringing them on to discord for like a debate or something like the number of people that I have engaged directly over any extended a period of time that did not like me, including other broadcasters, which there are plenty of other influencers that don't like me. It's zero. I don't spend any of my time on that stuff. Absolutely none. I don't ever lose sleep over it. I'm never going to think about the person who was like, I didn't like it. It wasn't good. Devin Nash doesn't do good things. Like, never, okay? I'm going to get better at my craft. I'm going to get better at speech. I'm going to get better at presentation, get better at content generation, and I'm going to keep working, get better at selling agency deals, and I'm going to compare myself against myself. Get out of dumb drama. This is such an important thing. Okay. Number four, what game should I play? <laughs> Slash, what kind of content should I do? People spend hours thinking about this. It, it is one of the major factors that drives people to channels like this one. It's like, um, what should I do, Devin? Uh, old guru behind, uh, old shaman who lives in the hut, the YouTube hut. What should I do? What game should I play? What kind of content should I do? I don't know, man. What makes you happy? What do you think you could do to add value to people? A lot of you focus on, oh, 
this category has really high CPMs. This category plays really well. This category is very popular. So I should do this because no, right? You'll never stick with it in the long game. The reason that I do these videos and the reason that I talk about things in the digital media industry and the business industry is because I like doing it. I like talking about things, especially marketing. I like to see how you tick. I want to know how you think. I want to know why you buy the things you buy. I want to know why you hit that subscribe button and like this video, right? Or why you don't, but you should. And I want to know those things because that fascinates me. Just really interesting to figure out how people tick. And so I like making videos and discussing things about that. So I'll keep doing it because I like doing it. And, and like one of the really good ways you know that you're on track with this is a lot of time I'll just be in the shower or just sitting somewhere. And I'm like, that's a great idea for a video. I want to make that. And when you have that feeling, you know that you're on track. Way too many of you are focusing on like what the meta is or uh, if you're going to get more popular. And if you think that that actually matters, coming from a dude that just exclusively does analytics, I, um, I can't wait until you come to the last reason in this video why, uh, why but, but, but trust me that it just doesn't matter. What you should do is you should make a show, whether it be YouTube or whether it be Twitch or whether it be a business or whether it be any kind of influencer marketing, you make a show that is providing value in some way. And there's a lot of ways to provide value. It's not just informative or things that I educational like I do. You could also do enter entertainment as value, right? But if you're running the most boring show in the most popular game category, nobody cares. If you're doing Let's Plays that are super boring, that's a four-hour playthrough of you playing Resident Evil Village, and you're sitting there like, well, now I'm, uh, oh, it's, 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 it's the lady. It's the, it's the big lady. You know, like, you know, like, nobody cares. Like, you have to, especially in a saturated market, you have to differentiate into, you know, what I like to refer to as blue ocean strategy, not my term. It's a book somewhere that you shouldn't read because it literally is just about this one concept. But the idea of being like, you should be, you should, you create open markets by being in uh by, by by providing so much value and by providing so much worth that the market opens up for you. So there wasn't a market for um people that talk about agency level digital media stuff like me before I started doing this. I'm like the, I was the number one person on Twitch before I boycotted myself. <laughs> and um and uh I'm competitive on YouTube in a small category because I just created the market. I like talking about it. And you can bet that if you like something, there's going to be people that like it too. So get off the whole, what game should I play? What content should I do? And this applies to stats as well. It's like, well, I statistically, um, the viewer to subscriber ratio at this particular game category is 44% better. Like, nah, do you love it? Is it something that's interesting to you? Is it something you want to talk about more? Okay, that's like, that's something we can do, right? That's, that's like a conversation we can have. Otherwise, don't waste your time. Number five. Okay. How do I monetize? Oh my God. If I get another email that says, hi, I have 50 viewers. I want to go full time. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it now. Stop it now, Goku. Just don't do that. Okay. You should not even be thinking about monetizing your audience until you are well, so I would say for a Twitch streamer or for a live streamer until you are well past 500 viewers, which puts you in the 1%, by the way, and well, well past 10K subscribers on YouTube, if not 50,000 subscribers. I haven't done a single activation for this YouTube channel. And I think it, as of the time of this recording, it's hovering around 120,000 subscribers. I get offers all the time. I get, I get, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm on email lists with agencies. And funny enough, I get emails from agencies and then I refer them to our sales team who introduce our agency and then we do the deals. 
<laughs> with those agencies. I'm not stealing the deals. I'm just borrowing them for other influencers. And it's actually a really great source of inbound. <laughs> so, but that aside, there'll be like three people that get that joke. Um, I don't, I haven't monetized this channel at all beyond ad revenue. I, I just, I just don't care because my focus is on bringing you value. And that's why you don't get any interruptions in these videos. Like this video brought to you by this mobile game. Oh my God. Like maybe someday I'll think about that, but I'm here to provide value. I'm here. And this kind of goes back to number four, which is like, you should enjoy what you're doing. Right. Um, way too many people are going to get stuck in like, well, I'm signing up for my affiliate program. And, um, I now with my 10 viewers have made 40 cents off of selling a TV to a guy on Amazon. Like you're wasting so much time that you could be thinking about how you provide value to people because everything that you do in your business or to monetize yourself is kind of inherently taking away from whatever value you're providing. It's not entertaining to watch somebody show a mobile game, no matter how many, no, how, no matter how creative you do it. It's not entertaining for somebody to, to, to watch somebody talk about a platform. And, and I'm a big fan of like authentic sponsorships where if I ever do have somebody that I really believe in, I would be happy to do it. Like somebody that I think is a, a great company uh, that I want to talk about, I, I would do it. And I wouldn't take any BS deals that I don't believe in personally. And I don't think you should either at any size, but I do think that there's a lot of value to eventually taking sponsorships that you really believe in. But I think that should be much later in your timeline and you should already be a success beyond any measure before you consider taking those deals because they will take away, especially in an initial audience. If you go into like a 20 viewer stream with like one moderator, that's spamming way too much. And, you, and that's this dude's like, I'm sponsored by this mobile game. And like, maybe he's just lucky enough to answer an email and somebody tossed him a bone for a couple of cents. That really turns you off from like whatever value you think that person's going to provide going forward. Right. Like it's just it's just not a good look and not a good play. So, again, I think like until you're at like 500 viewers or more or like 50,000 followers on any respective platform, I wouldn't even consider it. And again, like I'm a living example. I don't think I would do a sponsorship on this channel until maybe 300,000 to 400,000 subs. And it'd be like extremely low impact. It'd be like a very brief call to action or something. Um, and then I'd be done. It would be like a few seconds and I'd be out. I think that's how I'd play it. And, and, and I, I think you should do this. All right, that brings us to the final and most important. Yes, it is the moment you've been waiting for. It is the number one, it's actually number six, but it's the number one most important thing, particularly for live streaming, and that is you think that Twitch discovery will actually get you somewhere. <laughs> Let us do, walk with me now on a thought experiment as we go into the categories list of Twitch and I select a random category. I like Apex Legends today. I will now scroll down for a while. <laughs> Please tell me how anyone will find you in this absolute donkey nest of a discovery system, okay? I, I'm never gonna find nothing normal. I'm never gonna find this person. I'm never gonna find, and it goes on and on and on and on. So if, let me give you some really great stats, okay? When people are searching for categories, the, I'm literally gonna reload this cat, okay, then we're back up. When people are searching categories, the most amount of viewers 
come into the first five discovered places. There's a uh, an Easter egg there, which means that if you're streaming a niche game category, um, like one of the very popular ones like Dead by Daylight or Magic the Gathering, you can potentially get new viewers just by virtue of the fact that you're so you're the only person doing it. Um, there's actually a, a person who built a brand this way. Uh, he streams only Civilization. I can't recall who it is, but super awesome person and just streams Civilization. And because nobody was streaming Civilization and he just did it long enough, he had like a Civ following. So um, this could be very bad for variety, but in that way, that's kind of a helpful uh, atom. So people will go into Nick Burke's channel. People will go into this Taxi2G person or whatever. And then once you're here in this second category of people, you're just so at this point, like down here, even down here, your discovery on Twitch is zero. It's zero. And then once you're like even here, where we're already in like the 50 to 100 viewer range, no shot. Nobody will ever find you. Nobody will ever find you from Twitch. And you can, you can just pull chat and, and, and be like, hey, how many of you people found me from Twitch? And, and it will be nobody. So Twitch discovery is the biggest meme ever. And I've done so many talks to this end that um, I'm exhausted, but I, I, I could just... I, I can't explain to you. And, and there's going to be a lot of people that are like, but Devin, well, what about the recommended section that Twitch added? Doesn't that sponsor get small stream? Nope, 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 it doesn't. No, your recommended section, section can't help you at all. There are 9.5 million, that's with an M, broadcasters per month on this platform as of the time of this recording. The last time I said that number, it was 6.8, okay? And there's a thing called a streamer to viewer ratio. Uh, about four years ago, the average ratio for streamers to viewers was about 1 to 80. About two years ago, it was 1 to 40. And, ab and about now, it's 1 to 24. So what is that telling you? For every one streamer, there was 80 viewers available. Fast forward half the time, one viewer, there was 40 viewers available. Half, uh, fast forward to now, and it's 1 to 24. So what's happening? The amount of viewers is not keeping pace with the amount of streamers. The barrier of entry is too low. It's too easy. It's too easy to start OBS, despite the fact that all of you are making these mistakes like overthinking. It's too easy to start OBS and to do it. It's just too easy. So what's happening is that it actually, this is like insane because only Twitch has this problem. It's, it, it's nuts. It's actually harder to onboard a dedicated power user to Twitch than it is to get a person to stream. <laughs> it's easier to stream. What that means is for you to actually like become a user on Twitch, log in, learn the emote system, watch and subscribe to people, that's a harder onboarding process than just clicking, downloading OBS and clicking the start streaming button. And for that reason, there's 9,500,000 broadcasters that, that, that click the start streaming button a month and they uh, stream for approximately an hour. That's a horrifying statistic. And what it means is that there is essentially no system that Twitch can build. And we'll write this down. There is essentially no system that Twitch can build that allows for discovery of most people or even some people. All y'all that are hoping, like there's, I, I hear this all the time, right? There's all these people and Twitch will pay lip service to this, right? You can go to like their creator camp or whatever, and they'll be telling you, we're always working on discovery for small streamers, which is basically not true. They're looking at making 
more monetization options, but we don't need to, that's a whole rabbit hole. We, I won't go there. Oh God, be careful. But that's a, that's a, <laughs> a chasm I can fall down for many, many hours. Uh, and these videos are long enough. So suffice to say, Twitch will never build a reliable small broadcaster discovery system. You are waiting on a person. You're like the person that's looking out into the sea, waiting for their husband or wife to come back from the war. They're never coming, honey. It, they, they, they passed away overseas a long time ago. You got to move on. You are never going to get help from Twitch to get your stream discovered. You might get lucky. You might get featured somewhere. You might be unrecommended for somebody. But for Twitch to build an intelligent machine learning system akin to something like YouTube or Instagram for discovering people, or even a, a, a hashtag system, y'all can't even argue if you should, y'all can't even decide if you should have hashtags or not. Right now, there's a whole debate going on about if tags are even a good thing or if people are using them to find uh, and harass marginalized groups, which is you know, a legitimate debate. So Twitch building a system that gets you discovered for being a small broadcaster is uh, a fantasy. And a lot of you are clicking the start streaming button and you are quite literally wasting your time to talking to very few people that are just coming back every day or no one. You're just talking to nobody. And you're, and this pains me the most, and it's why I put this as the most important thing, because so many people are putting six hours a day or eight hours a day or 12 hours a day into live broadcasting to absolutely no result, and you will never go anywhere. And you could be doing anything else. You could be making little crafts on Etsy. You could be working as on Thumbtack. You could be driving an Uber. You could be doing anything to generate value besides that. It, it drives me crazy because... I don't like to see people who are aspirant professionals just utterly pissing their time into the wind. And that's what most of you, and I mean like really most of you, are doing as live broadcasters. You're, you, you, just, you will never get discovered on this platform. You have to do external marketing on platforms that allow for that discovery. You've got to make YouTube videos. You've got to post on Instagram. You've got to use hashtag systems of intelligent machine learning driven websites like Twitter, like Instagram, like uh, TikTok. That's where that audience can be built. And then you transfer that viewership over to Twitch. Over time, discovery on Twitch will get a little bit better but it just will never be at the level, especially now, where you can just build a brand up on Twitch. Like unless you do collabs and unless you get involved with like a, a group of people and like that's that should be like a, a six point A, don't ever rely on like hosts and raids. Like, oh, I'm just one host away from being the next big thing. The, the adoption rate of new viewers to your stream uh, is is abysmal on hosts and raids to the point where I don't even consider them a legitimate marketing tactic on Twitch. I, I don't even think hosts and raids are worth ever considering about. They're totally worthless. Yes, you can pick up some followers from them. The number, the stickiness, the, the, like those people are not your viewers. They didn't come to you because you provided them value. They came to you because somebody provided them value and that person they like recommended you, which sure, that's a warm lead, right? But it's not a close. It's not, if you know anything about sales, that's not a close. That means that you then have to demonstrate that value to them in order for you to get that person as a viewer, but they're always still gonna be loyal to that person um, predominantly. And, and, and I've made that mistake myself where I did a lot of collabs with other broadcasters early in my career and it took a long time to climb out of that and build my own audience, all of which would have been impossible without this YouTube and without these secondary forms of marketing that I've done, such as collaborations and podcasting. So you have got to get out of this mindset 
uh, if you, the broadcaster, uh, it occurs to me that there's actually a lot of people that just listen to this because you're interested in the space and you don't create content at all and have no intention to. That's actually super awesome. And I'd love for you to leave a comment and let me know if like you're one of those people because I, I think I know you're out there, but I'm like, not sure how many of you there are. It's super cool though that there's people that just listen to this for like the marketing and, and, and media talk because that's why I do it too. I don't even create live stream content right now and I just am interested in the subject. So there's people like that. That's really neat and nice to meet you. But that's that aside, right? Yeah, a lot of people are living in a fantasy world where, um, and, and unfortunately, it's like a, it, it's like it sucks because you could be doing anything else to generate value, but you're sitting on Twitch for even four hours a day, three hours a week, and you're either you're just never going to produce results. Like you'll just never get there. And um, there's a motivational speaker named Tony Robbins who has a really great analogy here. If you plant seeds in the winter, so go outside, it's frost. It's the, the, the dirt is covered in hard permafrost and you dig a hole with an ice pick and you put some seeds in there. They will never, ever grow in that winter, right? No matter what you do, you could put a big sign up that says for seeds growing. You could water them every day. You could get the most, the best fertilizer, but unless you're just in the wrong climate, you're, you're in a place where your seeds are not going to grow. And in the exact same way, Twitch for the vast majority of people that are starting to try to build a brand is the wrong climate. You need to be on YouTube, which is the best discovery system available. You need to be on LinkedIn if you're providing educational value. You need to be on entertainment platforms like TikTok and Instagram if you're providing entertainment value. You need to think that through. This is the number one mistake is that people build Twitch as a uh, sort of bottom funnel, uh, sorry, as a top funnel. Do, do you guys understand the funnel system? That's something that's probably worth going over real quick. It's a cool marketing concept. I want to give some value to the people that are here, just like not content creators. So we'll draw a circle and then we'll draw like an ice cream cone. Um, yeah, like this. Uh, a funnel is basically like top of funnel. This is like, how do your customers find you? Okay. So like, how do customers find you? And then this is like, as you go down, it's like dedicated content for people who really like and follow what you do. So in a business sense, the top of the funnel might be like Facebook advertising. If you're doing like retail or you're, you're selling products, right? Or maybe it's like OfferUp or Etsy. That's the top of the funnel as how people find you. So somebody comes in here and then as they go down the funnel, maybe it's an email newsletter. Maybe it's a call to action via direct text messages, things like that, right? So as you get lower and lower in the funnel, you get you you get more connected with that person. So like for a lot of content creators, it might be like a Patreon is, is bottom funnel. Twitch is actually a platform that should never be top funnel. Um, unless you are a female creator driving towards like a secondary paid platform, or you are a person like pushing a Patreon and you already have an established audience that's coming from a funnel that's above that. So it should never be a top funnel, but it can be like a medium funnel, like where YouTube can be a top funnel and this can be a medium funnel. Uh, Twitch is just not the platform to do that because of the aforementioned problems with discovery. Uh, it's more like a bottom funnel, which is successful for calls to action. An example is like I mentioned before in the beginning of this video, we're looking for people who can edit YouTube videos for the both Novo, the agency, and also this channel. And we're also looking for people that can research topics and bring those topics to, uh, we just have cool research topics that we do usually to inform a lot of these videos. But, um, Twitch is a fantastic medium funnel for that because I already have an audience. If I went on Twitch right now and I advertise that, I'd probably get like 30 to 40 apps. But I went on Discord instead and I made a post on my personal Discord and I said, um, and I said, 
over here, I was like, hey, we're recruiting for uh, paid positions in the lab. And I've so far only got like one or two applications for that. And the reason is because that's not a great top of funnel. Not a lot of people read hashtag the announcements panel, uh, channel. A lot of people are in the Discord. Like there's over 20,000 active people and it's a phenomenal place to talk about business or to go specific on topics related to anything in the business space. But it's a very poor place to get applications. A much better top of funnel would be like a YouTube community post, a video like this one, which is why I did a call to action or a like a, a, like a short on Instagram or something or even like a Twitter post, right? So you have to think about funnels and I could do a whole video on funnels and I probably should just about like the marketing concepts behind funnels. Point being that when you are a beginning content creator, you are relying on Twitch to be here at the very top of funnel to bring in new users to like whatever you're doing. And you're just never going to get it. It's just never going to happen. You're never going to get those users to that because Twitch has no discovery and never will. So you're better off doing something like a YouTube. You're better off doing something like a, um, uh, like an Instagram that you can get those people on board. And that is it. Those are the top six reasons why people suffer from the horrible disease called small streamer syndrome. And I hope you enjoyed this and it added some actionable value and was a little bit funny as well. Uh, hey, this channel has been fantastic. Um, I, I, I can't speak enough to like how grateful I am for people being here. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for supporting this channel however you want to support it. Join our Discord. Come chat with us. And that's all I have to say, really. I think this was a great video. I'll see you guys again for the next one. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.